Well, let's welcome you back to This Week in the Association. I'm Rob Panier, joined once again by my good buddy Kevin Luco. And Kevin and I are coming to you just after game one here in Milwaukee, a game easily won by the Milkmen here tonight, Kevin. It was a pretty dominating performance by the Milkmen. They jumped off to an early lead and didn't let up, and you just kind of sensed that it just was not Fargo's night. Well, let's start out with that first inning, Kevin, because... Fargo had a chance to get into this game as they got two on with two out in the first inning against A.J. Shugel, but he settled down and got himself out of the jam, and that proved to be huge early on. Yeah, I got a key out getting Manny Boscon to ground out to end the inning with runners on first and third after Mares had let off with a single and advanced to third on a Silviano single up the middle, but he managed to get out of it. Milwaukee took advantage of that right away, Kevin. In the bottom of the first, Logan Trowbridge takes a 2-1 offering from Kevin McGovern and drills it for a solo homer, his first of the playoffs. At the beginning of the game tonight, there was a pretty stiff wind blowing out to left field, and you could just tell if anyone got the ball elevated enough that the ball was going to carry, and that's what happened with Trowbridge as he got enough of it to let the wind do his thing, and it was one nothing Milwaukee. The milkmen were not done, though, Kevin. Will Kendrick is hit by a pitch. And Keon Barnum follows with a single. That puts two on with one down for Miguel Gomez, who grounds out, but that drives home Kenger to make it 2 nothing Milwaukee. Yeah, the thing I took away from that is um, Kenger went to from first to third on a single to right field by Keon Barnum and did a great job of avoiding the tag at third base to keep the runners at first to third and allow the, allow the 6-4 ground out by Gomez to play the second run of the inning. The game stayed 2-0 heading into the fourth when Milwaukee began to blow this game open, Kevin. Uh, in the bottom of the inning, Hector Sanchez leads off the base hit. Carl Chester follows with a single. Huge in this series, Kevin, because of the fact that the two of them, both were hitting under 200 heading into the series. Both have big hits here tonight. And, you know, it's both are veterans, too. So that's, you know, this is a these are the times where you need your veteran hitters to step up, and we saw that especially in this um, inning with uh, Sanchez and Chester. Jeremiah Burks is then hit by a pitch to load the bases. Looks like McGovern's in a lot of trouble, but he winds up getting Brian Torres to hit into a fielder's choice. Nice play at short to go home to get Sanchez. Yeah, Sam Dexter, uh, you know, he made the infield was in, and uh, Dexter... There was no hesitation in his mind. He got the ball and went um, right to home with it to get the put out. Logan Trowbridge then pops out. That puts two down. Looks like McGovern's going to get out of the inning, Kevin. But Will Kenger winds up singling into center field. Two runs come home. An error by the center fielder allows another one to score. And all of a sudden, Milwaukee is in complete control of this contest. Yeah, you know, you thought it was a key point in the game. If McGovern gets Kenger out, then you're looking 2 nothing and a momentum swing back in favor of Fargo. But... Kenger gets the big hit, knocks in two runs, and the misplay by Alexander allowed a third to score. And you go from two to nothing with um, some momentum going your way to five nothing and feeling like this game is slipping away. In the fifth, Kevin McGovern taken out, Trevor Sims comes in. And let's just start there, Kevin, because you never think about Kevin McGovern coming out in the fifth inning in games. No, I think what you're looking at with that is. If you, you only had four innings on McGovern tonight, and that allows him to justifiably pitch on three days rest if needed. Trevor Sims comes in, gives up a base hit to Miguel Gomez. A wild pitch moves Gomez into second before Aaron Hill strikes out. 
That brings up Hector Sanchez. A wild pitch moves Gomez over to third. That proved to be critical, Kevin, as Sanchez walks. The next batter is Carl Chester, who winds up grounding out. But that allows Gomez to score five, or 6 nothing Milwaukee at that point. Yeah, the hops just weren't going Fargo's way of the ball back to the mound. It was just it bounced so high that um, there was no play Sims could make other than to get the out at first base. Jeremiah Burks follows with a single in the right field. That brings home Sanchez. 7 nothing at that point, Kevin. And you could tell it that Milwaukee felt that this was definitely going to be their night for the victory. Yeah, you know, at this point, 7-0 um, after five innings. At, at that point, they're just counting outs. A.J. Shugel with six innings, comes out after the sixth, five hits, zero walks, seven strikeouts. Kevin, one earned run allowed in three games in the playoffs here for Shugel. You know, and we were talking about this at the ballpark tonight. Um, if you're looking at postseason MVP, if Milwaukee were to to um, get two more wins and win this thing, I think you're looking at Shugel as a postseason MVP. Absolutely. They made three starts already. Has won all three of those contests, given up one run. That was back in the fifth inning of Game One against the Chicago Dogs. So he's having quite the quite the playoff run for himself. In the seventh, uh, Kyle Huckabee comes on, and Fargo is finally able to get on the board. He is able to get Manuel Bosca on the ground out to start the inning. Alec Olin is then hit by a pitch before Evan Alexander walks. Uh, Manager Anthony Barone was quick to go to the hook right there. Kevin brings in Miles Smith to and t- gets Huckabee out of the game right away. Yeah, it was um, not a point to mess around because even with the first out with Bolscon's play, it took a great play by Logan Trowbridge to record an out. So Huckabee could have very well have had bases loaded with nobody out. An error then loaded the bases, Kevin. Uh, that brings up Christian Correa who pops out. Peter Maris then gets uh, is up at the plate when Alec Oland uh, a pass ball allows Oland to score. That made it seven to one. At least broke up the shutout if you're a Red Hawks fan. Yeah, though I'm sure they didn't find too much uh, solace in that. Smith continued to dominate from there. Kevin gave up a couple of doubles over the final two innings, but two and two thirds shutout inning ball for him. A guy that they're probably going to have to come back to in Game 4 if they need him to start for him, and, and he was outstanding for them tonight. I think the good thing to take from a, from a viewer, Anthony Barone, you know, when I talked to Barone in August, he was concerned that um, Smith was battling a dead arm, but I looked at the radar gun tonight, and if it's accurate, I was seeing a lot of fastballs up, going up at 93, 94 miles an hour, so... You know, there's some hard-hit balls, too. You know, Fargo's in the championship series for a reason, but... You have to be encouraged by the fact that um, it seems like Smith has found his velocity once again. The combination of Shugel, Huckabee, and Smith allow eight hits, one walk, strikeout 10 tonight, one unearned run scored against them. That was the difference in this game, Kevin. You can look at the scoring. Seven runs is obviously a big difference in, in terms of scoring here, but you know, nine outstanding innings tonight for the Milkman staff. Yeah, it's, you know... Fargo is a heck of a hitting ball club, so that's saying something if you can limit them to one on earned run. Well, Kevin, let's talk about tomorrow's game. One o'clock start. Uh, this is a huge one here because we're probably going to see Davis Feldman coming in to make the start. Uh, I've been told. I was told at the ballpark tonight um, they're going to go with Tyler Grower on okay. short rest. So Grower's going to go. Jack Michaels talked to me last night about the fact of Grower has been had a little bit of a lower body injury that got him pulled out of game two against Kansas City. I'm assuming he's going to be in good health, but you got to wonder if that might be an impact in this contest. Yeah, well, I'm sure it would be something they will keep an eye on as the game progresses. 
You're probably looking at Ryan Zimmerman coming off that outstanding start against Cleburne where he struck out 12. He's going in game three. So are we looking at Christian Young for tomorrow night then? Yeah, I, I believe um, Young will get the start tomorrow afternoon. Okay, so we're going to look at a uh, tr Tyler Grauer Christian Young uh, matchup here. Clearly, it looks like Fargo's got the pitching edge in that contest, but I think both of us would have thought, elite, you know, as good as Shugle has been, that McGovern's been a guy who has established himself as arguably the best guy in American Association history. You'd have thought Fargo had the edge there, and that wasn't that tonight. It's been a weird pole season for McGovern. You know, he got hit around by Winnipeg in his first start of the pole season against them. Looked great against Kansas City on Monday night, and yeah, he just did not. Um, did not have it tonight. Well, if you're looking at keys for Fargo tomorrow, Kevin, what what do you start with? I think the bats. The bats need to. Uh, one run's just not going to cut it, no matter who you're facing. And um, you look at uh, this team. This team's just too good of a hitting team to be only putting up one under and run. If you're Anthony Barone, how many innings are you expecting to give out of Young? I mean, if, if, if he's in a little bit of trouble early on, are you, are you pulling him in the second and third even if you, if you need to? I think so. Your bullpen's rested. You had Huckabee and just Smith go tonight. So, you know, you got all your main arms down there have, are going on three days rest. So they're going to have to get involved at some point. So may as well try to... Do everything you can to get a win tomorrow because I just think uh, it's such a huge difference going on the road and having a two old lead as opposed to one one, where you know you just got to win one of three on the road and you got three shots to do it as opposed to an even series where you have to win a road series. I think one of the biggest things we saw in tonight's <clears throat> contest, Kevin, was some guys who just had not been hitting for Milwaukee. Keon Barnum and Carl Chester entered the series hitting 118. Uh, Hector Sanchez was at 173. Jeremiah Burks was struggling as well. Aaron Hill was under 200. All of them came up with big hits here tonight were a key part of the reason why this team won. And I think if they can get this group going, this Milwaukee team might be in prime position to wind up pulling out this series. Yeah, I mean, you're basically signaling out the six through nine spots in the lineup, the top five have been producing. And, you know, you had Hill, Hill reach twice with walks tonight. Um, Sanchez had a pair of walks. And I, uh, let's see, Burks um, was hit by a pitch and then had two singles. So, so yeah, I basically, yeah, I guess if you know if your one through nine hitters are hitting, I think you got a pretty good chance. <laughs> yeah, well, they're definitely in a situation. They got to feel pretty good about themselves out of this. But Tyler Grower, you know, he he didn't win ten reasons, ten ten victories this season, Kevin, because he was a slouch. He was one of the best starters in the league for sure. And you know, he's been in the situation. He's had two big starts already in the postseason, so I don't think he's going to be phased with having to go into a game in which Fargo really would like to get out of Milwaukee splitting the first two games. Before we talk about uh, any more about game two, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about how did you feel the crowd was in this game tonight? Uh, you know, uh, Milwaukee game one of the championship series. It probably didn't show up good on TV, but and down the lines, there was actually a pretty decent turnout. you got to keep in mind, right now the New York Yankees are in Milwaukee playing against the Brewers, and I'm sure it was a full house tonight for the Brewers game. So to get as many people as you did, and keep in mind, too, it's a football Saturday, and you know Wisconsin's a very good football state. So 
all those things considered, I would say it was actually a pretty good turnout tonight. Well, we're hoping that heads into tomorrow. 1 o'clock start once again, Kevin. Do you think 1 o'clock has any impact on tomorrow's game? I don't. Um, both teams have to deal with it, so it's um, pretty even footing. I don't think it favors the home or a road team. Well, let's remind you that's a 1 o'clock game for tomorrow. Uh, Kevin and I will come back to you after tomorrow's game to provide you with insights and analysis on the contest. Should be an exciting one. Uh, as you look at it, do you see Fargo coming back to pull out the victory tomorrow? I have a feeling they'll find a way. This has just been a team that has shown a lot of perseverance all season and have dealt with adversity and succeeded. So somehow I just got a feeling Fargo's going to find a way to pull it out. And the Red Hawks have won or lost the first game of each of these three series so far. So we'll see if they're able to come back with victories and as they had in the previous two game twos. So for Cameron Luco, I'm Rob Panier. We will see you tomorrow on This Week in the Association.